0: Welcome to Date Night Podcast,
1: a tabletop role playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of bullionaya.
0: Let's explore a whole new world together.
1: So, last time you were doing final preparations before the, uh, I mean, the assault was already underway in Raven Tree, but it was kind of haphazard. Um, but the actual sort of spear tip of this column of uh, undead was uh, going to arrive at dusk. So you uh, squared a few things away throughout the day. One of those things that was getting squared away was the Grease Wizards uh, meeting with Jerry and Jenny and Dudley the Monkey Boy. Um, and you received a few magic items, uh, particularly one item and uh, I think like ten potions, and then you also juiced some gems and got your own potions. Mm-hmm. So you probably would have distributed some of those uh, healing potions and stuff throughout the day. So uh, Definitely
2: the healing potions. Yeah,
1: so who's got what so that they can add them to their stuff?
2: Uh, everyone has one regular heal and one great heal.
0: And what are those?
1: By everyone who's everyone. At the table. Because I have so I have
0: two characters. Which character yeah,
2: you f-
1: figure out what character.
2: Pick your favorites. You want. Actually, no. Grease Wizard wouldn't have given it to Trixie.
1: <laughs> okay, so Kira gets Kira one gets regular one. and one greater. And he would give. Ah, uh,
2: wow. A decision needs to be made. He would give Dern a regular. That's for leaving.
1: And Zev, and Zev the, the great. great.
3: Um, so you would still ours? have
2: one of each? No.
3: What do I get?
2: Because everyone got a regular, including.
1: Oh. Unless Zev got one of each. You would still have one. Yeah, I'll give Zev one of each. Okay.
3: Do I have one of each? Yeah. Yeah. What, what are they what are they called?
1: The regular healing potion heals two D four plus two, and the greater heals four D four plus four.
2: What does Frost Giant strength do again?
1: It ups the individual strength to what, twenty three? Something like that. Let me see. So I it's good for somebody who uses strength to govern their attacks like Spree or Dern or While you're Arn. there
0: while you're there, can you verify that Hill Giant Strength is just a plus five to strength and not to a certain number?
1: Hill giant strength is to a certain number.
0: Okay. Of
1: a of potions <coughs> of giant strength. Hill giant strength twenty one, which is a plus five. Uh frost is a twenty three, like I thought. Uh which would be a plus six to strength. And what instead is instead of whatever you know they would have. An invulnerability? That does. grants you resistance to all damage for one minute. That means you take half damage from all sources. So like Arn takes half damage just from regular attacks, physical attacks when she's raging. Invulnerability does everything. So cool. magic damage and stuff too.
2: Um I do have a question.
1: Yes. What mm-hmm. happens
2: if I poured them both into each other and drank that?
1: You kinda... can only drink one potion on a turn, so. Even if I made, like, a little cocktail? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. But it's a free action on a turn. It doesn't take your action, so cool. drink them on two separate turns. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Giant, Giant, or, Giant strength, strength, lasts, Giant strength and lasts an hour, so. Oh. mm mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing you got was the magic item that they gave you, mm-hmm. which I printed out, and it is a necklace of bee beads, so I need you to roll up and see how many bee beads you have on the necklace of bee beads. It's
0: Let's play d d Yes, I did that while we're recording.
1: Okay. As long as we have some pictures, that's yep. good. All right, 1D6? Yep, that's the big one to see how many beads you have. Five. Ooh, plus...
2: That, that's with, that's the, with plus. the plus. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, so one of each, because there's four bead types, and then roll to see which one you have a double of. Bead of flight. Okay. Cool. Cool. Bees? No, bees. beads.
0: Not the beads.
3: <laughs> well, wait, actually. Bees. <laughs>
1: and beads. Bees. Beads. They're bee beads. Bee beads. Bees? I'm not on board. Beads.
3: <laughs> I'm just a gentleman honey farmer. <laughs>
1: Okay, so you've got your B beads all squared away. Mm hmm. Uh, You keeping those? You keeping your B bead necklace? Oh, yeah. Okay. I look sick. (laughs) It's good to give Sam the things to, or GW the things to divvy up. You won't be able to wear that necklace and the bellboy necklace at the same time, so you have to decide.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll take the bellboy necklace off. Okay. Order!
0: Huh? Order! Yeah. I think I've made that perfectly clear. I think we have all made that perfectly clear.
2: I'll put it in my pocket. No one gets it. <laughs> <Okay>. Solomon Wisdom. <laughs> I'll split it in half. Uh, I would like to find... I would like to do a quick look around for Maximilian. See if he he's there. He is
1: in the labyrinth. He's not right, here. He's, so we he's not we here. took him there. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, so I'm also looking for a potion shop. If there's, like, a potion... So,
1: yeah, bench. the only one in here was the... Was the juicer the juice truck? Are they still the here, job. or
2: do they they packed up? Can I go back back and pay them a visit? You can. All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's boarded up. Like they ran inside. They called Dougley inside, but you a wrap knock. on the bottom, probably because you can't reach <clears throat> the counter. And uh, after a little while, Jenny pokes her head out. Oh, yeah, you're back there, little fella. What, what 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 you looking for? All right. Hey, question. Yeah. Can I buy some juice from you? Uh, you. You could have there, but we gave you actually all of our juice that, uh, we've been saving up because we figured, <laughs> can't drink it when you're dead.
2: Right. Okay. So you don't have any enlarge or reduce, or reduced juice?
1: Reduced juice. No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid we don't have any of that there. I mean, if you have any more, uh, gems, we could juice them up. If you got any magic items, uh, can melt them in his, uh, uh, press there to try to get a scroll or something, but, uh. Uh unfortunately we're we're dry on the juices.
2: Wait, I could do a magic item?
1: Yeah, Here? uh Lee, he uh he uh melts. You take the uh two magic items there and you put them in the uh in the melter and uh, Dougly, uh melts them up. All right, sure. He's my bell? Oh yeah, that's a nice uh that's a nice bell. It's a cool bell,
2: and let me look at what else I have. See, this
3: is why being a hoarder comes in handy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because why Divya to party
1: with so uh go out and set up. Uh, you don't have to bring the whole stand, but uh, just bring the, uh, the melter out there.
2: Um, and I need to find something else that's magic?
1: Yeah, you've got to mix them up. You've you got to mix them and melt them.
0: I'm not looking um, forward to hearing Dudley again. It, 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 to our listeners, I'm sorry. I commiserate.
2: Yeah, I'll put in the hat of vermin. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Wait, hold that on. That I'll pull out a bat, a rat, and a frog real quick, and I'll throw them into the world,
1: and then I'll hand it to them.
3: <laughs> so that was the frog. Uh,
1: Dougley comes out. <laughs> he's <laughs> did I ever tell you about that? that nope. no,
0: <laughs> no. Nope,
1: nope. So Dougley comes out, and he's uh, kind of looks like he was taking a nap. And he actually looks grumpy for the first time you ever saw Doug Lee. All right, totally. So sorry. he's kind of looking around, and uh, he sets up his little—it looks like a panini press—onto the ground, <laughs> and he actually raises a foot up up to you to take the uh, items. Hand it to him. And he uses with his sits seen. down and with his feet <laughs> operates his uh, melting panini press. And you hear the as the two items go in, and he closes them down, and kind of gets a toe stuck in the press for a second as it starts to heat up. (laughs)
3: There's one thing uh, I learned from the office: it's not to put your feet near any (laughs) kind of (laughs) (laughs) panini press.
1: Um, let's see. What do you roll for
3: the Does a panini sound really good to anyone else right now? Though magic
1: melting table. uh, I need you to roll a d20 to see what happens. Seven. All right, seven. Um so you watch Dudley all of a sudden the eyes roll back uh in the eyes Oh my god. <laughs> Dudley's eyes roll back in his head <laughs> and he just starts scrolling on this little like uh, clipboard that he has on this scroll just furiously and he's speaking something that sounds like he might be, I don't know, summoning like Yerlo Stilla Potoshila. And all of a sudden, the I just steal just, souls, people. That's all I do. <laughs> the scroll just flames up like in red arcane letters, and he rolls it up real quick and ties a string around it.
2: Okay, thank you, Dudley.
1: And now he holds official. out sand, and Jenny says, Oh, yeah, you're uh, supposed to uh, tip the monkey boy uh, for running the panini maker there. Uh, don't piss into the wind. And he gives you a glare of. <laughs> there will be a time for revenge. <laughs>
2: and I give him a couple gold. I don't know. I have seven. I'll give him seven gold. Hmm,
3: hmm, hmm, and thus hmm.
1: the big
2: bad That's evil guy the campaign was born.
3: Just because and you he have... kind
1: of snuggles up against your shoulder a little bit.
2: Mm, thanks, Dudley. I give him a big hug back.
1: maybe uh, okay. might be the last time I see him. You can feel the heat of the, the panini press uh, against you, but Dudley goes back into the... Delicious. Uh, <laughs> into the wagon, and you've received... Uh, a scroll from mm-hmm. Dudley for uh, it casts um, what do you have stop mouthing
3: what you want
1: it to be it's uh, Phantom Steed oh yeah uh, but m- write down that it's the Dudley uh, made version of Phantom Steed because that acts a little bit differently than the regular spell
3: alright don't worry about it
1: <laughs> okay so I can put ugly stuff away. All right. Anything else anybody needs to do before uh, we head into things?
3: Um, drink some protein shakes yep. and make sure that as many uh that the civilians are like somewhere safe as much as possible. Okay. There
0: is nowhere safe. Zev, uh, yeah.
2: Zev wants to it's
3: go edgy. pray at Akagi's
1: grave. Okay, so Aaron spends some time mostly north of the river, which is where they were uh, kind of securing the villagers, but after the attack of the creature that came out of the Kokiku River, they realized that maybe the only threat wasn't just from the south. So uh, with Arun's help, they make sure to try to secure the villagers in kind of a safe space um, near the center of the, of the northern part of the village where they had a, a crop of a winter wheat planted and a kind of a barn set up there, uh, post some guards around there to try and protect them from anything that might sneak by.
3: Mm-hmm. And okay. also give the, the like, civilian refugees, like, some kind of, like, organizational structure so that if the, if the bad guys do make it that far, it won't just be chaos and it's, like, you protect you and, okay. like, head that way if there's trouble, like, that kind of thing.
1: I think just roll a straight charisma check to see, like, how well you kind of use that di- almost diplomacy uh, sort of skill. Any I don't chance
3: think my characters is, would have been there. Uh, charisma help. against fake creatures or plants?
1: No, most of the villagers are people. <laughs>
3: that's, a, that's a big Kinda fat grimy, three. Though. A
1: three? Okay. Could one of
3: us have been over there to help her? I don't know if I would It's a big been. fat three, but also I Probably have not. experience in this because, like... Charisma, She's the daughter like, of Bloodthang. Because, like, my that's people true. were constantly under siege. I let you
1: add your proficiency bonus to it.
3: Oh, good, that... That would be... Six. Except she wasn't
1: good in court. That would be six. <laughs> okay. Um, they don't
3: yeah, inspire saying...
1: you with great like faith <laughs> in their abilities. Uh, they look a little too scared, but um, there is sort of a young boy. He's about 13 years old, and he was just too scrawny and too young to be put into kind of the squadrons of spearmen and bowmen, and he steps up and kind of says that he's uh, uh, excited for this. You can see it on his face. Like, he's excited for this... Uh, ability to stand by the door with a spear in his hand and try to protect the other people who are younger and smaller than him.
3: Okay, take it down a notch, kid. And you kick out his crutch and he falls over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God <blesses> <laughs> us, <laughs> everyone.
1: So you leave Tiny Tim there, and uh, Zev, his name now. <laughs> Zev goes to the grave of Akagi, where he had pulled the sword of uh, the faux bear um, and sort of replaced it with a grave marker. Um, and praise. Okay. All he says is, just, "I hope I am enough." Okay, That's all.
0: I love you, Daddy.
3: Even though I never <laughs> knew you.
1: <laughs> so
2: as your sword le- <laughs> seems
3: pretty cool.
1: All you left me was a sword of questionable origins.
0: <laughs> but it <he> can poof.
1: It <laughs> <He> can poof. <laughs> Anything else? All right. What um, would
0: Dern have been doing? <clears throat>
1: probably nervously pacing the battlements and cursing under his breath. That yeah. sounds. Weird.
3: Oh, yeah. I feel like I should also try to smooth things over with Durn a little bit, but Trixie would probably be hanging out near him. No, just heads just up. Just like, right. hey, so, uh, I hope you don't die tomorrow. At some
1: point during the day, Aran, uh Ditto. <laughs> walks up to the battlements that are put behind the uh, Wall of Thorns that they've kind of built to be just like a catwalk almost behind them um, okay. so that you could look over and, and defend them. And Trixie kind of following in Durn shadow, uh, Aaron shows up and you know, says,
3: <laughs> "So I hope you don't die tomorrow
1: I'll ask me too.
3: <laughs> i um I'm sorry for everything that happened, and also for giving Zeb a really bad impression of you uh yeah why, why does he keep calling me an asshole? Uh, well, I mean, some things were said, you know, feelings got hurt. We kind of took it out on him for a while, and then we'd be like, oh, don't mind us. You know we're you know. not the same person, Dern right? Dern just, yeah, but no, but he replaced you, so... I really get that a lot.
1: Like, people keep uh, associating me with somebody else, too. It's weird. Which one are I'm you? I'm here, by the way. Which one are you? <laughs> I'm the clangy one. You probably should have heard me coming. Good 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 And I don't know if uh, Aaron noticed it before, but Dern doesn't have the same hammer that he had before. Yeah, I was
3: going to ask, did did you find what you were looking for?
1: If we survive this, we'll have that conversation, but just for right now, no. But I have this big two-handed hammer, golden head, very ornate. Nice. It's very shiny. (laughs) You'll have to tell me about it.
0: I think it weighs more than me now.
1: I, I, I would agree with that.
0: What do you mean now? Is it growing? <laughs> it's I think it's bigger than it was bef- than the other one. Oh, okay. I thought
3: you meant like this hammer started little, but now it's bigger than me. Can't wait to see what happens next. Okay, bye, guys.
0: <laughs> bye. Wasn't that one of your friends from before? Aye. Okay. Her name's Aaron. Bye, Daughter of
3: Bloodfang. <laughs> I don't know why I thought like I was falling off. This. Oh man, Arin, are you okay? That
0: ow, was a long ow. fall. <laughs> the oh. stairs are over there. <laughs> good, the, good. The death
1: pits are working. <laughs> We're a little rusty at this imagining thing. We haven't been playing too much lately.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I keep the character voices right. Meaning
1: I don't forget Trixie's thing. So, Kira, during all this prep for uh, the coming long night uh, against this, just what you've seen is this endless column, the swell of blight that's approaching uh, Raven Tree. Everybody's sort of been doing their own thing throughout the day to try and get um, prepared. Um, Based off the pre-dawn attack in the Kotiku River and the fact that now it seems like that water can't be trusted and uh, people have started fetching uh, clean water from Kama Creek, which has been filtered by the uh, stone from the Temple of the Second Land now. Um, But worse than that, it's meant that not only as the village need to be watchful from the south, but they also need to be watchful uh, from the river. So you're taking a watch, just sort of staring out over the Kokiku and seeing if you see anything moving beneath the waves Um, when uh, Glum, uh, your half-brother, comes up beside you next to the river and he kind of takes a look at the big crocodile creature that... uh, Trixie and Dern and Spree had slain there and kind of gives it a, one of Glum's classic grumpy looks. uh,
0: He's the grumpy dwarf.
1: Yeah. And he uh, turns over to you and he says, Hi, so now we have to watch the river, do we? Seems so. It comes from all sides.
0: At this point, I wouldn't expect anything less.
1: Seems you're coming around in my way of thinking.
0: Been through a lot for the past however many weeks and months this has been.
1: I I am sure I know the least of it, as you know the least of mine. Kira, um, your mother, my, my mother, by the violet devil you look like her. You and I haven't had much chance to get to know each other, but we helped each other out of a tight spot, and you had more to do with that than I did. I didn't have a lot of hope then, and he looks back out kind of at that creature and kind of kicks one of its uh, viney tentacles, and he says, I might have even less now of of surviving what's ahead, but
0: can't blame you there
1: look i i think i owe it to you to tell you she she's like this blight kira naivara she's a cancer she took everything from from us from from me my father never loved anything the way he loved her. And when she left him, he might as well have gone with her. He was less than he had been. Not quite... Not quite like these husks left by the mistress. But he weren't whole, either.
0: I know that feeling I don't remember much of when I was little and apparently she kept me with her more than I remember but I've always wondered who she was and where she was so I too have had that hole
1: I nothing fills it
0: I just wanted to know what the hole was I hoped it would be something good I don't know if it's something good
1: it isn't where were you before you started looking for her what and who did you leave behind
0: my father and the woman he raised me with good people but quiet And not knowing who I was, all of it left a burning desire for me to have to leave and fill that desire.
1: I understand, I think. And I have no right to give you any advice about how to be happy. But if I have any advice, it's to not let her take you from those who care about you. (sighs) If she even comes back. I think with that, he just kind of gives you a solemn nod and goes back toward where uh, he's kind of been spending most of his time. You've passed him a few times throughout the town where they're repairing weapons and armor and taking whatever scrap pieces of iron they could find from wagons and kind of broken tools and things and trying to reinforce shields or, uh, again, put points on blades and Try to get something sent up to the front for what's coming with what very little they have left. And he just kind of leaves you staring out um, over the Kokiku River. Do you want to do anything else?
0: Finish my watch staring at the water.
1: Um, I think you have a pretty long watch there, and it's a pretty silent watch, which in some ways is fortunate for uh, no threats coming in through the river as the day wears on and as you even sneak in a little bit of rest um, in between those times where people do seem to walk by and stir you a little bit. So after a long watch on the river and slowly starting to see the Waters turn from their not quite crystalline blue, as wouldn't be the case in this river that kind of runs off the muddy mountains up in Knoll territory. But a relatively clear bit of water starts turning more and more like it does after a big rainstorm, after a flood that washes parts of the banks down into the river to be carried further downstream. And you just see it darkening and darkening as the day grows longer. And the night grows closer. And as you're kind of staring into the river, remembering maybe even a little bit about Silverleaf and how perfect the waters were there, in the distance from the north, you do spot a falcon taking a direct path back toward Raven Tree.
0: Ah, she returns.
1: Yep, and as it gets closer, you—it's easy enough to tell that this is uh, Navara. She takes a quick circle, kind of around the village. Looks like maybe even she hones in on you and spots you, and takes a little bit more of a uh, contracted circle as it as she uh, uh, descends toward you, and eventually lands a few feet off from you, beside the river, and transforms back into. Um, the form of your mother and in a similarly awkward fashion to the way Glum kind of approached you from the side she does as well almost standing in his soggy footprints near the bank of the
0: river I nod and say mother
1: we don't know what's going to happened to us come dusk and in the long nights to follow she says looking out over the river and I had little to do with it but I did want to tell you that I am proud of who you've become
0: you should thank my father for that
1: I should I'm not going back there, though, Kira. When all this is over, I'm going back home. Going back to my people. Kipling reminded me quite accurately of the stakes in this world and how they're not all about good and evil or about the choices of where the gods will tread. The role of the elves has ever been in the balance of wild and tame, and my people acting in the interests of that balance should at least have the benefits of the things I've seen while I was abroad, making mistakes on their behalf and on my own. She looks down and kind of kneels and looks at the footprints in the bank of the river there and steps back up, seemingly knowing who they belong to as she kind of traced her finger around the outside of one of them. And she says, He hasn't said a word to me since you found me. I have no idea where his brother is.
0: Alive and well.
1: You know this? Mm-hmm. It's good, at least. I took too long to find them again, and I'd have repeated the mistake with you if you hadn't found me instead. She kind of messes with these two clips that are in her hair, holding them back into where they start their braids that go down her back, and she says... My boys made these for me, for the Feast of the Stag. You get a little bit of a closer look at them, and they don't match. One is sort of a silver-toned clip, and one is um, more of like a gold tone, um, with different patterns in them. And she says, They made me two each, and argued about which ones I should wear. So, I always wore one of Grin's and one of Glum's to show them both that I love them. And she hands you two of the clips as well. And they are the matches to the ones that are in her hair.
0: I take them in my hand.
1: If if he speaks to you, which it looks like he does, just tell him I haven't stopped wearing them. And since you're still listening, I kept this as well. And she opens up this uh, locket on her neck and there's this uh, tightly tied lock of uh, extremely dark hair in it. And um, she says, Your hair was much darker then, which is why we called you Kira, our little girl of the dust. You favored Thorn that way, and you loved the sparkling moonlight and the rivers of silver leaf and the starlight scintillating through the trees. My boys were always under the earth, but you were always in the starlight and the night sky. Glynn met me on the ground, never moving and your father moving too fast, but always in a circle. I've always been in between somewhere between everyone, between the earth and the sky, somewhere in the trees and moving in a straight line that leads me away from you and the other things that I love. Sometimes I've asked them to follow they could do that no more than I could stay. Yet that meant I was always the one who had to choose when to say goodbye. When this is done, Kira, when I go, I want you to know I don't expect you to choose to follow me, but I do want you to know that I've always carried you with me. Wherever I'd traveled. She puts the lock of hair back into the locket and closes it and tucks it back under her tunic. And just starts staring out over the river, standing beside you as you near the end of your shift.
0: Kira doesn't plan to say anything to her for at least a very long time. So if Navara is going to be standing here, then it's going to be standing in silence.
1: Okay. And I think that's what it is for a while As you stand there in silence Until eventually From the top of a bell tower In the south of town The bell rings and Wherever your friends are Throughout the rest of the village They'll be meeting you At the southern wall of thorns To see what threat awaits you On this
0: long night As I turn to rush off towards the Wall of Thorns, I stop, turn back, and look at my mother and say, You always wanted to be a part of this choice. Whether or not I felt that was right, you are here now. Will you stay and fight with us?
1: I get to choose when I say goodbye. And it won't be. Until this night is over.
0: It could be a very long night indeed.
1: she starts following you to the south.
2: Hello, this is Date Night, the tabletop role-playing podcast, with me, the Grease Wizard. If you want to learn more about the show, ways to listen, how to get bonus content, and where you can see art and maps... Check out our website at d8nightpodcast.com. You can find ways to support the show there, like becoming a premium listener, buying us a pizza for game night, perhaps, or sponsoring an episode and having your own message read on the show. Do you want this voice saying thank you to your Auntie Carla for the Christmas stockings? Then go ahead and support us. Click the Sponsor tab to find out more on our website. As always, we appreciate your support in any way or form. You know, subscribing, sharing, sponsoring, or listening. Now, let's get back to my story. I mean, the story.
1: (laughs) So, um, you're all in different parts of the village throughout the day, but as dusk approaches uh, and the bells of the South Tower begin tolling violently, those of you who aren't on the battlements, pick your way down to the South Wall of Thorns. Um... And fill in the gaps of the defenses as best you can, but as you kind of look across to the east and the west, they're a lot thinner than you would like Arran Kylina told you about a choice that was coming up soon one where the pull of the past and the pull of the present would be close enough to equal in power that throwing your strength toward one or the other would make the difference As you sit atop the battlements that stand just behind Alani's wall of thorns and stare at the ocean of blighted creatures swelling over the plains, preparing to crash and break at the thorned wall of raventry, well, that choice is upon you. And you feel it, pulling. It's been there all day, building and building, from a dull pain at first, maybe, maybe a bruised rib maybe a cracked one, but as the days moved on, you realize that there's nothing physical that can feel like this. This is something different.
3: Ah, uh, beans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you've only ever felt anything similar when you've eaten too many beans. <laughs> you've only ever felt anything like this during that moment right before those moments, Really? before you're yanked from the present and into the past through the portal. And in those moments, it was just a deep breath and it was over. But there's no relief now. It's getting hard to breathe. It's not like something pulling at your limbs or like the maw of some terrible creature tearing at you, things you've unfortunately had too much experience with lately. But it's a force from the inside, almost as much a push as it is a pull. And on one side, it's not far away. You can feel it distinctly when the orcs of Raventree or Mag from the uh, Grizzards of Weiss or your friends walk by. Uh, the pull is connected to them, holding you here like anchors keeping your ship away from its past, from where it set out to begin its voyage, from its home. But at the same time, there's this feeling like, like there's this rope, one that you never cast off from the dock cleats before you left on your voyage and this rope stretches back across the sea of time back to your home no no that that's what it was like when you were pulled back before when Kylina was all that held you here but this this rope this rope into the past goes further the effort it must take just to keep it taut must be from some power fueled by utter desperation. Yet, not only is it taut, but it's pulling like a gut hook latched around a rib. Again, this tug that's keeping you here in Raventree is equal in its power, but more steady. This tug is going to kill you. Not how I
0: thought I'd go out, but... (laughs) Nice knowing you, RNC. Or is it?
1: You've seen a lot of pain in your life. And you've seen a lot of it recently. You've seen it in the Underdark. But you've seen it from the moment you've entered this world. And you've seen it in your past. But this, this is not something you can just abide or survive. This will split you at the seams. And the only way to stop it is to cut one of the ropes. When you feel that though Takashi said no choice was permanent, what do you do when this feels like its ramifications are at least more permanent than others? What do you do when the only choices are to cut the rope that ties you here to these people that have claimed you as their own, to your friends? or cut the rope that stretches back to the past, to an unknown call, but one at least equal in its weight, one that has all the desperation of a parent fighting to save their child. These are the prayers that beseech you now, but you only have the strength to answer one of them.
3: So this is the part that I guess had to talk throughout a character because i don't know what to do
1: okay
3: i feel like i feel like i'm split 50 50 and at first i thought it was like because it's (laughs) well yeah that i mean like yeah (laughs) it's i mean it's there's two parts of it because it's it's in terms of its narrative and it's mechanical and at first i thought well narratively one decision makes way more sense but mechanically the other decision makes me more, way more sense but I feel like now both are like both narratively and mechanically I'm like split right so should so
1: I think one thing we could potentially do is um, so, so far as mechanically goes it works right like I have I wouldn't give you a decision that one decision would break the campaign. no, so I'm not you saying you it'll break do, the
3: campaign. I'm right. just saying like in terms of what I would rather do like right. it's it there's like what what Aaron would rather do as a character and what I would rather do as a player right that's what i meant okay because i fe- at first I was like, well, obviously like r n would want to stay, but also I might want to like you know. See where this other story goes if she does go to the past, like so you know. Um, but like, as I thought about it, like I feel like on like on the surface, like yeah, like Ar- like Arn would just stay because she doesn't really strategize, and you know she she's always her like strategy has always been. Well, I'm here right now. This is happening right now. So I'm going to handle this right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But it. It also makes sense to me that, first off, she doesn't want to be part of the decision. Right. Because she feels like Kylina has kind of used her. Um, and yeah. she doesn't feel like... And she feels like her making the decision would be giving Kylina the power to make the decision. And she's not sure that the goddess deserves that. Right. So there's that. And then there's also the fact that, like, this battle, like, she, she feels responsible for... But also, if she, if she, I guess, helped her people in the past, then that would probably help the other, you know, like, that would, throughout time, like...
1: Right. And if you feel that way, like, it could be that if you don't go back, like, to save your people, like you have before, I mean, Aron would remember that she's gone back to the past and they wouldn't have made it off of Manasseh if she didn't. Yeah. So like
3: And she kno- right now she knows that what happened in the past is that her people were pretty much wiped out. Mm-hmm. But if she went back and had the chance to change that, then the the people standing against the darkness might be stronger right. because they didn't have that traumatic event in the past. Yeah. Even though it's centuries back. Um but and I think that, like, like, in a weird way, like, Dern has showed her, like, in character that, like, fate doesn't necessarily work out the way that you think it's going to. <laughs> and because when Dern was going to leave, I remember, like, Arin told him, like, I feel like, you know, we're all here together for a reason. But not like, he's back and, you know? Mm-hmm it's it's not like I don't think that she would stay just because she feels like she's supposed like that's what her fate is right so in conclusion I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks like for like coming to my, of my English talk. papers I would receive mm-hmm. in conclusion Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 I mean I feel bad making you all just sit here listening to you. this is a big deal yes, yes, it is, it is <laughs> a very big deal I don't know I concur because I don't know
0: do you stay true to Arin, or do you follow what you think would be better as a player?
3: I'm split both ways because like,
1: it's like there's this hook in my wrist
3: <laughs> <laughs> because oh. in terms of, in terms of in character, I, I don't like Arin could go either way. Like Arin could stay to defend what she knows is here now, or she could go to try and strengthen it. And also so that she wouldn't have to make the choice. Right. But as, as a player, I love Arin very much. And I, you know, want to keep playing as her, but also it could be fun to play a new character and have Arn like pop up every once in a while because like sh- at this point she 's been around for centuries, and there 's so much mythology built around her that it feels like it 's possible that her like character arc is coming to a close
1: we would still so mechanically just to let you know like like it didn 't end with Dern when he left, we would still play some. Uh, with RN and play out, like, what this past call is. Yeah. Even, like, we did really briefly when she went back to um, Manasseh and everybody just picked up a, an NPC. Like, that was a really brief thing.
3: Yeah, that but, tracks.
1: But you wouldn't, like, we wouldn't not know, like, these characters won't know what happened to Arn and we might not know in the story for a while, or the listeners might not know for a while, but it wouldn't be something <sighs> that would just, okay, fine, we're writing <laughs> off and she's...
3: Yeah, I know that, yeah. but it's still hard because, it like, is. it would be. F- I've been playing as Iron for so long, it would be fun to, like, try a new character, but she's so strong and dumb, and I love her so much.
1: <laughs> if I stay, there could be trouble. If I go, it could be double. That's
3: very helpful. <laughs> I am bad at making decisions. Do you guys remember that time that Amy spent an entire episode trying to figure out what feet to take? Yeah. An entire episode? Than that. It was that more was than that.
1: Like, a month and a half.
3: This is a bigger decision. And I've only had, like, <clears throat> I don't months? know. I've, I you've, guess technically I've had months to think about it, but I would—I am almost as dumb as Aaron. And I was like, eh, it won't come
0: to that. <laughs> you've forgotten who the game god is. Sam, you've been silent. <laughs> what do you think?
2: Uh, Well, the Grease Wizard would lose his mind. <laughs> uh, you, he might have to,
1: He might go down an Oathbreaker path. <laughs>
3: Can um, I like answer the phone and then put it
1: New on the <laughs> Oathbreaker. Um you can try to hold the decision off. Um it's going to have serious implications on R's well being.
0: That's fair. I have not yet learned how to play or how to make music. In GarageBand, but I can try <laughs> and feed this in in the background. <laughs> no,
1: um, dun, if you want dun, 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 to, if Auron is stubborn enough the in the moment to try to bear the pain of this split that's sort of going on inside her, um, she can try.
3: I just can't decide. I just can't decide.
0: You can roll a die. Why don't you mm-hmm.
1: ask your friends?
2: Hold off, try and hold off a little bit. Come talk to us
3: that's actually that's actually very good advice, but I still don't know, and I feel like rm can't decide i don't I don't know if RM can't decide or if I can't decide. Now nah, the character reasons would give her enough to not be able to decide.
0: I'm so proud of
1: you right now <laughs> <laughs> Okay. While you're deciding, can you please roll a constitution saving throw for me? She rolls
0: a two.
3: What's that? Thanks, Amy! (laughs) That's (laughs) a... Well, no, I have my proficiency bonus. So that's a a ten. Yeah. I suck.
1: Okay. Um, Right now, your maximum health is reduced by five. Okay, what's 71 minus 5? 66. And you just, there's no additional effects right now other than just a searing pain that sort of goes along with it. But you can feel it weakening you and sort of tearing you out from the inside.
3: Okay, so like period cramps.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because he knows what those are. Uh, Okay,
3: okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll try and find my friends. Okay. At the at the least to see if they think that they can hold it together without me.
1: All right. So uh, this is sort of going to be happening as this assault is, like, about on you. Good. So you don't have an opportunity straight away to catch up for the conversation, but you feel this and kind of look around to see where they are. You see them sort of engaged with some of these creatures. Um, The first waves of the assault are pretty chaotic. It's kind of a mindless crash a crash of beasts and birds and even insects that are mad with this rot that's on them. They have this fever of speed and ferocity with no regard for their own safety. That makes them just throw themselves against the thorns, throw themselves against the spears. They don't really overrun any of the uh, defenses right away, Um, but they are just starting to exhaust uh, the individuals who are defending them. Most have been, uh, most still look a, a, a lot stronger than the ones you saw in the dregs of the mistress's vanguard, like in the south. They're not sliding or slithering masses. Um, they seem freshly turned, and again, mostly whole in terms of their vigor and their muscle, just not their minds. Uh, the squads of spearmen and bowmen have pretty steady success against them, uh, which fall in piles near the open gate. Uh, well there is no gate the the opening in the thorny walls um, and along their bases the swarms of insects threaten to break the lines more than anything but Alani calls in a buffeting wind that casts them down to the earth where the squads can trample on them near the walls it seems that the defenses are tenuously holding but a horn rings out in the woods to the west of the wall distress from the moose folk uh, tree wardens that patrol there Um,
3: is that Umu? (laughs)
1: It's not Umu, but we it's the people him the from under. his... No, I
3: was, I was joking to uh, get on Mike's nerves. I don't know.
1: Did Umu come from... Umu? <laughs> Umu. Uh, did Umu come from uh, Brazel... Not, uh, Moonblade. with the rest of the moose folks that are here? Is that where he was staying at the time? Do we we have left have to him pull in out the... a third character sheet? <laughs> I left him no, in the no, underdog. Um, no, I know he's not oh. here now, but originally... He come over from sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was in Moonlight. Sorry, but it's off. the
3: dramatic his people tension. that he
1: knows, but not he's not here. Um, so the way this is going to work, uh, you're sort of gather back around Alani, who's kind of sending half of you to go uh, and defend in the woods where the the uh, call of the horn is, and half of you to stay and help defend the walls um, as the attack thickens. And by half, that includes. Really, there's four people at the table, but that really includes like eight characters, (laughs) right? So it's Dern and Zev, it's Grease Wizard, it's Aran, it's Trixie and Kira, it's uh, Kalman-28, and it's Spree, who's actually still around in here as well. So based on that, you have just a couple of quick seconds kind of to decide who's going to the woods. What four characters are headed to the woods and what four are staying here? Dern goes, Zev stays. I was
3: going to okay. say, I think it should be Trixie Dern, goes. Zev, Kira, and Trixie. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah.
1: so Trixie and Dern into the woods with, uh, I'll say Spree. And
3: they can have in too.
1: I was going to, you should have one Kalman wants to stay in the for the walls.
3: I'll okay. Say. How many, or or
1: Kalman goes. Well, I was of trying of one, to split
3: us up into four, but I'm trying to remember who else is here.
1: One of one of you two. Would you split or would you go together?
3: I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. I was trying to keep as many of our party together as possible so I could talk to them.
1: Okay. So you're going to try to follow along.
3: Into here is woods staying at or the wall. Stay at the wall. Stay at the wall.
2: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I'd probably add, if Kalman wants to stay. Uh, then I'll go into the woods. Okay. With Dern.
3: Can I? Can I? Can I grab you for a second?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So everybody starts rushing off, um, In- into Jordan, the woods, like <laughs> and. Naren uh, just sort of grabs GW who trails behind a little bit and Arn's a little bit faster to try and talk to him. Real just quick to take it away, Yeah.
3: Uh wait. Um I I might have to teleport. Lives to keep her balance.
2: Oh, don't give me. Um You you might leave <laughs> I might have to portal forever?
3: Maybe. Hmm. My people need me and I don't know if you need me more. Aww.
2: huh. Well, I know I need you, but. Uh. Is it right now you can't hold it? I
3: am <laughs> holding it! Huh. It's not gas!
2: Uh, <laughs> I well, didn't I really usually, eat beans I before. Mean, <laughs> I remember getting a little bit of gas whenever I portaled, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> um. This sucks a lot for me, personally. Uh, I'm only like six, ten, something like that. I don't know. Seven? Seven? No, I grew age. Kira, are you not, not even here? Rotten. Um, actually, I this am. This sucks. Kira, Kira is there? Kira's here. Oh, uh, they're waiting. Well, you're kind of halfway, probably, yeah. toward the woods. Um,
3: I don't know how long I can hold on to this.
2: I take off my ring of mind shielding and I hand it to her. Okay.
3: What's that?
2: And I say, put this on, see if this helps any.
1: It, it,
3: doesn't, it
2: doesn't. It's like a
3: seasickness like, bracelet. <laughs> well, no, it's it, it's...
1: it shields you from, like...
3: Telepathic
2: communication. So I thought maybe that would... <laughs> block out yeah. their prayers. Block some
1: of it. <laughs> right. Maybe <laughs> help her stall it a little. No, it's more having, like, a physical kind of... Uh, <sighs> oh. Pull on her. We'll give that back now.
2: Um. Thanks. No, I tried. Uh, This really sucks, Arin, and I don't know. No. Help us. If you Tell go. Tell me one oh way
0: or another. Oh, the
2: pain. Listen, Aron, I need you, but your people might need you too, and just try and come back if you need to go, but okay, I do need you.
3: I give him a hug.
2: I accept the hug. Greasy, move your arms!
3: And, <laughs> and I tell him, even if I have to go, I'll still be with you. Aww.
2: You little I, turd. Get out of here. All right, I nod. Uh, I, there is a tear going down my eye. Just
0: one perfect... Just down your eye one from the top, to the tear. bottom. <laughs> it
1: glistens off the Steve Moon light. It's beautiful. Um, your homunculus flutters down off of your shoulder and catches the tear before it hits the ground. Mm.
2: Thank you, Flippy. <laughs> um, Clippy nuzzles up against Arin real quick.
1: Kill! <laughs> and with that, here near the wall, a crash of uh, maddened sort of elk come crashing in through the kind of section of the opening here.
2: If you do decide to go, if there's any way you could try and give me some sort of signal...
3: I'll see what I can do. Go, you're needed.
2: Bye, Arin. Bye. Hopefully, I'll see you later. Arin out. Run out.
1: Okay. <laughs> so um, Dern, sort of followed by Spree, who feels like he owes uh, Dern his his life now at this point, and by Trixie, who seems to I follow. I can handle that kind owl. of pressure. <laughs> and uh, the I Grease told wizard. stop
0: giving me crackers. The creature is Trixie. She's, She's an, an owl. A, an owling. An owling.
1: Yeah. About. 19-inch tall little owl person. I pulled it up.
0: I'm actually 35 inches tall. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I'm a lot taller than I thought.
1: Yeah, you are. For a screechling, you're tall. I okay. thought I was two feet tall. Um, I'm And you head, head off tall. into the woods. So, Arn, I mean, Eva, uh, Arn's not in the woods encounter. Would you like to pray, play Spree in the woods encounter? Sure. Okay, here's all the pertinent information for Spree.
2: <laughs> Spree couldn't be here today.
1: Yeah.
0: I take this duty very seriously.
1: That's a good spree. Thanks. That's a good spree.
0: You should form a coalition.
1: <laughs> but I guess, uh, even though I handed you spree, I think we'll settle the the section near the walls first since the deer were crashing sorry, in there. I moved okay. all
0: my papers. Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> so, Alani is still nearby as these mad elk, it's half a dozen of them, break uh, through the front line into the village and kind of the spearmen who are defending that area... Uh, are forced to fall back. Uh, The reason they're running even faster than they normally would be in this uh, corrupted form is there's this two-headed kind of uh, monstrosity of a dog uh, coming running on their heels and uh, breaking into the attack.
0: We hope you've enjoyed our date night together. Remember, you can really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again in one week.